Welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another fantastic freaking episode of Nutrition Burnout. And this episode is here for you because of a wonderful listener named Gianna. She sent in a DM through Instagram asking me this lovely question that I know so many of you have. Hi, my name is Gianna and I am such a fan of your podcast. Mm, You're so sweet. I love you. I was wondering if you could talk at some point about intuitive eating and protein for muscle building. I stopped tracking macros back in April and my life has gotten so much better in every aspect. I still go to the gym and lift weights and really want to continue to build muscle, but I'm not sure if I'm eating enough protein for muscle growth. And I'm scared that tracking my protein will be triggering for me. So I'm wondering if there's a way you can intuitively eat and also focus on protein goals. If it's really needed as much as people make it seem for muscle growth. It's hard to tell what's diet culture and what's actual science-based facts. Thanks for all that you do. Oh, Gianna, thanks for all that you do. Um, I think the last sentence in your message was the most powerful. It's hard to tell what's diet culture and what's actual science-based facts. And another thing that's really worth mentioning that you talked about is, is protein as inherent to muscle building as everyone talks about it or as everyone says it is. And I love that you brought that up because it is pounded down our throats that in order to gain muscle, we have to eat protein and we have to lift weights, right? Well, they're not totally wrong, but I do believe that there is a place where we can marry eating for enjoyment and eating performance into one happy life and that it doesn't have to become obsessive or rigid or something to where it doesn't allow us to go out to eat at a restaurant and we have to pack or bring our own food or eat before we go. I do believe that we can marry that lifestyle, but it might not look how you want it to look because there is a cost to leanness. And if you want to be balanced, don't expect to look like you just stepped off a stage from a bodybuilding show. In my bodybuilding days, I have a lot of experience with protein and building up muscle, but it's not the only tool in your toolbox. Just like with health, you know, the scale isn't your only tool in the toolbox because along with muscle growth, you absolutely need rest. You need tons of sleep. Uh, you also need um to know what you're eating in a day. You need to be eating enough food. If you're under eating in food, um, the muscle growth will not happen. So there's a lot of different factors that go into here other than just protein. But I love that you brought that up because protein is an extremely important factor. But again, I think that some people can kind of micro focus on it and then it becomes our, oh man, I didn't eat, I didn't get to this amount of protein today. So I failed, I didn't do well. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm never gonna build muscle, da 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 da. Muscle growth is based on consistency too. Muscle growth is based on how long you've been training for, how much you train for. There's so many factors into it, how much you do cardio, how much you don't do cardio, and you know what you're also basing your muscle progress on. Are you basing it on how it looks or how you're lifting? Um, because that's a totally different thing too. Like even now, I work out so much now still but it's not in an obsessive way. And I am probably stronger than I was back when I was under eating and overworking out, but you can't tell because I have more fat layers on my body now. 
But again, I'm not working out for that look anymore. I'm working out to stave off osteoporosis, to make sure I can keep up with my kids, to walk up the stairs without getting winded, or to stop the aches and the pains in the morning, to play more golf, to play tennis, to just be healthy. When I was bodybuilding, I actually loved the science behind nutrition. I loved how different foods in different amounts made me feel in certain ways and how it helped my body progress. I thought that was so cool, but uh, it did get obsessive for me. It got to a point to where I just, I physically couldn't do it anymore. It was literally taking over my life. And this is one of the biggest points I'm going to make throughout this entire podcast episode is that remember This is an intention. Protein is an intention. It is not uh, a restriction or you absolutely have to or like a pass or fail audit you're doing on your meals here. I want you to instead think that this intention is I'm going to do my best to put protein, let's say at at most of my meals, right? Not even at every meal because again, that's a form of, um, you know, a balance or restriction in a certain way. And let me explain that because what I like to tell my clients is that, oh, well, Christy, if I'm being balanced, you know, I used to try and follow that 80-20 rule, right? 80-20, 80-20. So I guess if 20% of my macros are, you know, not clean or processed foods or maybe it's ice cream or whatever, then I'm, I'm balanced, right? 80-20. So I would actually, um, like take whatever amount of uh, calories I was allowing myself for that week or that day or whatever it was. And I would find whatever 20% was and I would be like, okay, so this is the amount that I could have in cheese or, you know, unhealthy things or things like that. And what I did was I was using balance as another form of restriction. So if you think of black or white thinking, right? you're either on or you're off the wagon, which is what most people think health is. Health is either black or white, right? Black being, I don't know, I'm super crazy on the ball, like I'm super, super rigid. I am taking my own meals or eating before I go so I don't have to eat there, like that kind of thing. Uh, how, How I was very, very strict and did not go out of that strictness which caused burnout eventually. And then you have the the white over here. You have the black and you have the white. The white is the uh, total chaos. I'm not doing anything at all. I'm not even working out because, well, I already screwed up my macros, so I might as well just use the rest of this week as a screw-up week and just say F it. And then on Monday, I'll start again back to the black, right? And then you're constantly hopping back and forth between black and white, black and white, black and white, either on or off all the time. And this is what happens with most of us as we start venturing into the intuitive eating, mindful eating, balanced eating world, whatever you want to call it, is we take that balance and we make it another form of restriction. So we go in between the white and the black and we have this tiny little pinpoint of balance and we try and stand on it and we try and just like, oh, but don't fall off this really tiny little point of balance. Oh no, I have to stay balanced. And yet that creates another form of restriction. So now we have the black, the white, and then that one little tiny pinpoint that we're trying to stand on. When in reality, balance is is gray. It's a vast 
color of gray. It's dark gray. It's it's light gray. I mean, sometimes I'm in light gray and then the next day I'm in a little bit darker gray and then I'm in light gray and then I'm in dark gray and then oh, a little bit darker gray. Oh, heading back over to the lighter gray. And to me, that's balance. Balance is going kind of swaying back and forth in a rhythmic pattern. Balance is not where that pendulum is stuck in the middle because that is another form of, of, of just force and restriction. And again, that's going to bring you to another point of burnout. And we're also not bing banging, bouncing off the walls of black, white, black, white. We're kind of in this nice rhythmic pattern of light gray, dark gray. Sometimes we get a little bit of a darker gray, light gray. You get the idea. So that's what I want you to understand about this is that with protein or even with anything, if you're, man, I really want to start adding in more vegetables because it makes me feel good, right? Vegetables just make me feel good when I eat them, but I'm so sick of eating salads and, and all those things that go along with it. Shoot, I had to take a very long break from salads because I had them every day of my life for five years straight. And don't be afraid to just say, I'm I'm just done with this for a little bit. It'll come back. It'll come back in, in little times and you'll be fine with it. But I want you to be just mindful. Just be intentional about adding in protein, adding in vegetables, whatever it is, because that's what this is all about. It's about the fluidity. It's about the permission. It's about the forgiveness. It's about the space, the the balance, the flexibility, that rhythmic pattern that you're looking for. You're not looking for perfection or to be for this to be an absolute okay because um to tell you the truth and this is what i tell my clients is i've never had a perfect day of intuitive eating like i never because there's always one more thing i could have done a little bit better i could have taken one less bite i could have taken one more bite i could have used this much less ketchup i could have you know done so many different things but everything is always a learning curve so i don't look at that fine point point anymore with my nutrition okay it's no longer i'm no longer micromanaging my every lick every taste every bite oh chewing gum okay mark that in my 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 fitness pal right oh that's that's uh, 10 calories and oh with all the sugar oh i chewed it for longer so maybe it's even more than that you know that type of thing and oh i had a, a ripe banana so um you know really yellowish brownish banana which has more sugars i should really you know it's probably more sugars than i needed like overthinking every little step that we're talking about here I want you to really start just just living in that gray zone and just noticing right now when you're going into that, oh, I'm being a little bit too rigid, a little bit too uh, restrictive here. So with that being said, you get to decide what this looks like for you, okay? Because even with what I eat and with what I do with my lifestyle, it's going to be totally different from yours as it should be. So I'm here to tell you my story, to give you my expertise. I want to nerd out with you a little bit here with uh, the protein aspect of it, but I want you to make your own decisions and really not be scared of messing up because you will fail. You will fail at this because that's the only way that you're going to learn and that's the only way that you're actually going to push forward and find out what works for you by figuring out what doesn't work. So don't be afraid of that failure. Don't be afraid of saying, oh my gosh, what if I don't do it right? Because you won't. And and that's the best part about this is that this is all about failing, but failing forward, making sure that you're not really failing. You're saying, okay, I either win or I learn. I'm going to either win this or I'm going to learn from it. So 
Without further ado, let's get started with uh, how to add in protein, how to become more intentional about it without getting restrictive or going back to binge eating tendencies. And I'm going to tell you right now too that to this day, I still cannot go back to tracking macros. I can, uh, it's very triggering for me even now because I did it for almost a solid decade of my life and without fail, it was, I had to be perfect every time. So that's a big, a big route to uplift there. And a lot of us have these big, I'm just going to say it, traumatic experiences with food or with our bodies or thinking that we had to keep this certain shape and therefore a lot of us are not genetically uh, able to keep that shape without a lot of restriction or a certain form of it. So the first thing I want you to do is to understand that your goal is to, at first, trying to add in protein, just simply being mindful of, I want to try and get more protein in. It doesn't mean you have to take anything away. It means that we're just adding it in. So think addition here, not subtraction. I think, okay, if I'm going to have my oatmeal in the morning, I love oats, uh, I'm going to add some protein powder to it, right? Or maybe I'm going to, a lot of times, I would just simply um, add Greek yogurt to it. Greek yogurt to it and make like a parfait or something like that. Um, I would add peanut butter to it. I would have a source of protein that I was like, okay, I'm getting in some type of protein. So right now I would just, the very first step in this is to just be conscious of how can I add in more protein? And I don't want you to think, oh, but calories and this and that. I just want you to think, I want to try and add variety. So when you think of variety to your meals, start thinking, okay, do I have three to five colors on my plate or do I have three to five food groups? So food groups, I mean, you could think of, you know, the typical macronutrients like protein, obviously. Is there protein on my plate? Uh, fats, carbs, is there something with fiber? Is there satisfaction? Is there something I'm craving on that plate? Because that's going to help keep you from binging later on. So constantly start thinking, what are the three colors I have on my plate? And is there protein, right? And sometimes I'm going to tell you, this is why I don't want you to think, oh, I have to have protein at every meal. Sometimes I just want freaking pizza and I just want salad and that's okay. I don't want to have to drink a protein shake with it. I don't want to have to have a side of scrambled eggs with it. And some days I'm like, that's totally fine. So what I would like for you to shoot for now is simply just, just thinking to yourself, I'm going to do my best to get two out of three of my meals. I'm going to just add some type of protein to it. I'm not even going to count right now. I'm not even, I'm just going to be conscious of adding it in. Okay. Even um, like those little salad kits that I get at Kroger all the time. Uh, I'll get those and I'll heat up some frozen chicken nuggets and I'll just cut them into fours, you know, into four little um, like chunks, like one nugget into four chunks. And then it's like a fried chicken, you know, salad. So it's protein, it's added protein in there. Um, and then even for people that are vegan or vegetarian, you know, there's lots of different things you, that you can do by adding in beans or adding in um, anything like legumes. Or if you are vegetarian, you could even do fish, tuna, anything like that. And even if it's in the morning, yeah, something like um, the Greek yogurt is great. 
Uh, I have 27 grams of protein every morning uh, and there's no meat or eggs in it whatsoever. I have two pieces of high fiber toast and anytime you get high fiber, you're going to notice there's protein in it. Um, so look out for that. And that's kind of two birds, one stone situation there. And I put peanut butter on it with honey on my two pieces of toast. And then I have a cow's milk latte. And I say cow's milk because cow's milk has the most protein in it. And this was where too, I was always so scared. Oh my gosh, no, I have to have almond milk. It's healthier. Um, it's, it's actually not healthier. It's just less calories. So, uh, cow's milk or even um I'm getting to that age where I'm like wow milk is kind of starting to bother my stomach just a little bit so I'll get the lactose free milk right Kroger brand or Fairlife or whatever it is it's still milk they just removed the lactose from it so get what you like get what tastes good to you but also just be conscious of yeah if I get the whole uh whole wheat or the high fiber bread it's gonna have more protein um and I do I actually prefer the high fiber bread I like how it tastes better same with cow's milk. I like how it tastes better than coconut milk or almond milk. So um, I just want you to be conscious and intentional of that. So don't forget that your protein might not come in like a big chunk of meat like chicken or eggs or anything like that, okay? Sometimes you can piece it together. And so when you're aiming for two out of three of your meals, just being conscious and intentional of adding in protein, and if you do happen to get three out of three of your meals, then you did what was over expected of you. But that's your choice. Because like I said, some days I just want to have the pizza. I just want to have, you know, whatever it is that might not have protein in it. And it doesn't make me an unhealthy person. It doesn't make me bad. It simply makes me human. So Yes, add a variety of foods. Make sure you have variety on your plate because this is going to really help you and keep you satiated as well. So the second thing is I want you to focus on how you want to feel rather than how you want to look. And this is going to be so freaking hard for some of us. This is going to be like, oh my gosh, this took me so much time to, to adjust to. But once you start practicing it, it'll get better and better each time, little by little. And this is where I know that from failure, from experience, that I love cereal. And when I finally allowed myself to start eating cereal, I'm like, I want to have it for breakfast. I want to have it for lunch. I want to have it for dinner. I want to have it all the time. I love cereal. And I would realize that that one bowl of cereal, it would fill me up for about 20 minutes. And then I was hungry later on. So this is where I want to nerd out with you a little bit here because I love the science behind nutrition. So protein I tell my clients this, but think of it as like a bunch of Legos that somebody built into the shape of like a T-Rex dinosaur. Okay, I have two boys at home, ages four and six, so <laughs> bear with me here with the Lego analogy. But let's say protein, you're eating a wrap, and that protein in the wrap is, is the T-Rex Lego that was built, right? So when you actually eat the wrap with all the protein in it, or whatever you're eating with protein in it, what happens is your body takes that T-Rex Lego and what it does is it starts breaking the T-Rex apart. So now your all those little protein, all the nutrients, and it's actually uh, going throughout your body. Your body, once it goes through the digestive system, it actually disperses throughout your, your blood cells and it, it goes everywhere it needs to go because your body is made up of so many different proteins. So protein helps keep you satisfied. It helps keep you satiated, meaning it helps keep you full. And 
And I notice that when I don't have protein with a meal, I don't feel as good afterward as if I did. And this is what I want you to notice is, okay, I didn't have protein at this meal. How did it make me feel after? And that's what I want you to focus on because this is what's going to make you say, no, I want to have protein with my meal instead of, oh no, I have to. And then now we're right back to where we started just binging and restricting again. So how I do this is I will have my cereal because again, we're not taking anything away, right? We're not subtracting anything. We're adding to it. So I am going to, to my cereal and I am known for these weird little quirks like this, but I will wrap up like two, like turkey deli meat. I will like roll them up with cheese and I will eat them on like little turkey roll-ups with cheese in them. And I will eat them on the side and then I will eat my cereal with it. And I am known for just making weird little bento boxes like that, just weird stuff all the time. I might have some leftover mac and cheese and I'll heat that up. Uh, Like it might be literally like three bites left and I'll heat it up because I want something warm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have like a couple bites of mac and cheese, my strawberry shredded wheats because I love them so much. And then I'm gonna have my protein uh, turkey and cheese wraps, right? And I'll add some carrots or whatever in there and then a bite or two of a cookie. And that's probably like my lunch. And that sounds like an amazing lunch right now. So don't be afraid to get weird with things. And don't be afraid to really understand that, yeah, I I do want protein with this because I know that it's going to make me feel better. Plus what happens too with protein, not only does it keep us, keep us satiated and not only are we basically refeeding our body the proteins that it actually needs to survive, but when you eat protein, it's very metabolically expensive, meaning that your body takes so many more calories to digest protein than it does with fats or carbs, okay? So meaning, this is why people say, you're probably here a lot, oh, if you eat protein, it'll help you lose weight or manage your weight. Well, because that the more protein, and obviously protein builds muscle, clearly, the more that you have in your body, the more that it's going to take more calories to actually digest it and um, keep it flowing through your system. So yes, Protein is metabolically expensive. So when you eat it, you're going to stay fuller longer. End of story. And also why I want to reiterate the fact that you don't want to eat just protein. Because then if I'm like, okay, Christy, all you could have is protein, right? I'll never forget when um, after my second son was born and I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've really got to like get, get my body back. Oh man, like this is so important to me, blah, 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 blah. And I would eat leftover pork chops for, um, for a snack because I'm like protein. I got to have protein, lots of protein. But then I would miss out on the things that I loved, like cereal and mac and cheese. And that's when the binging happened because I restricted myself that. So don't forget variety Addition, not subtraction, and we want to focus on how the protein makes us feel. So maybe you take the rest of this week and you're like, okay, every time I eat protein after a meal, I'm going to see, all right, how long did this last me until I was hungry again? Did I eat it with enough food? Because undereating will cause overeating. Did I add in something satisfying or something I was craving at that meal? Because that will keep me from binging later on. Um, did I think about food at all, you know, for an hour or two after that? Was I still hungry? 
what did I need more food? You know, there's so much you can ask yourself that would really help you say, okay, what do I need after this? That's going to make me feel better. Cause there is nothing worse than being somewhere where, you know, you're at work or whatever you're doing at your kid's school, whatever it might be. And you're thinking about food the entire time because you are so freaking hungry. We've all been there. You were either too busy to eat or you were scared to eat because you're like, oh, the more I like stave off this craving, the better I'm going to be because then I'll have less calories today and then I'll lose weight, right? That's like kind of all our motive is. And the worst thing in the world is thinking about food. Yet that is a silent sign of hunger. That is a sign that tells us that, hey, our bodies are needing food, which means even if you don't feel it in a stomach growl, um, a silent sign of hunger is thinking about food. So if you're thinking about food constantly, it likely means that you're hungry. So something to chew on, (laughs) pun intended. And the more you focus on how this food makes you feel, the better it's going to be for yourself. Because if we think about health as a way of respecting our body or as health as a way of self-care, right? Because our bodies are our containers. And I use this Tupperware analogy quite a bit, but as much as, you know, our containers are important, the good stuff is what's inside, right? Think of like a Tupperware container. Yes, the Tupperware is great. Thank you. You're going to hold all my stuff in one place so it doesn't get all over the fridge. And we don't want Tupperware containers with holes in them or anything. We need lids that actually match and go on there and click in tight, right? To keep and reserve all the freshness. But I want the stuff that's in there. I want the good stuff inside. So we see a lot of us like kind of pimping out and bedazzling our Tupperware when really it's just going to get washed off in the dishwasher or as we dry it, it's going to kind of come off. So yes, we need to take care of it. We need to clean out the Tupperware dish. We need to make sure that it's not got stuck on food from the last time we used it. Ew, gross. So we need to take care of it, but we don't need to make it something that it's not, right? We have all different sizes of Tupperware containers and they're all good for us for different reasons, for different things. They all matter. They're None of them are bad, but they're all used in different ways. So this is what self-care is. This is what health is. It's taking care of yourself, right? And it's so different from what we've been taught our entire lives to, nope, you've got to have this much protein if you want to lose weight and look like this, right? And do that, right? Well, now you're telling yourself that you're, you know, this half gallon Tupperware container trying to be a two ounce Tupperware container for dressing or something, you know? So yes, my, my crazy Tupperware analogy, but I was doing dishes one day and thinking about that. And I'm like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So once we think about how this food is going to make you feel afterward, you're going to want to go for that feeling more often because our bodies are designed to avoid pain and find pleasure. We like things that make us feel good. We like to go to things and do things for us that make us feel good. And honestly, the more that you take care of yourself is going to give you the motivation to take care of yourself even more. Right. You know, that day that you went and worked out and you were like, gosh, I I fed myself enough food. It was great. Uh, It was amazing. Like you feel better. And when you feel better, you take care of yourself more. So it's like this circle of if we don't take care of ourselves and if we don't move our bodies, if we don't, um, you know, eat balanced and enjoy food, but also make sure that we're eating food that nourishes and and is taking care of our bodies, then what's going to happen is we're not going to feel good about ourselves either. 
So there's a, there's a balance here. There's a light gray and there's a dark gray. And we've just got to go and figure out really where we fit the best in. And like I said, it's something I can't tell you. It's something you're going to have to venture into your own on. This is what, um, not even on your own, definitely do it with, with a coach. I would definitely recommend that. Or you can be like me and go about <laughs> three years trying to do it on your own until you're finally like, I need some help. But this is what my uh, Courageous Nourisher Academy is for. 12 weeks to get you to trust yourself around food and to get you to learn how to honor your hunger and respect your fullness, like a step-by-step strategy guide of doing this. And a question to ask yourself, especially if you're afraid that you're falling back into restrictive tendencies, or if you're like, I'm not sure if this is restriction or if I'm engaging in binging, or if this feels like I'm trying to give myself full permission, I don't know what this is. I would just ask yourself this question. If you could not lose another pound in the entire world, no matter what you did, would you still be engaging in this behavior, right? Would you still go work out? Would you still be intentional about your protein, okay? Because that guilt and shame that we've all learned to adopt and that fear of food is actually going to prompt us to say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa are you sure you want to do this? Like, shouldn't we just go back to the scale and macro counting? Like this is, this is what we know, right? And even if we fail at the macro counting, at least we know what that feels to fail like there, but we've never failed here in the intuitive eating world. So let's be safe. Remember, we're trying to avoid pain and find pleasure. Let's, let's be safe and not do this. And this is where most people get trapped. It's the fear of the unknown, but I'm going to tell you that especially from personal experience and experience with working of hundreds of clients and helping them heal their relationship with food is that the people that are involved in healing their relationship with food and they're like, I'm going to do this. There is no lack of fear. They're still freaking scared shitless when they start with me. The difference is they do it anyway. Courage is not a lack of fear. Courage has the fear with it but you still keep going in that direction. And that's why I call my program the Courageous Nourisher Program because it takes balls to do this. It takes brave ass women to walk through this, to basically walk through this ordeal of, you know what? I'm not gonna focus on calories anymore. I wanna be healthy, but I don't need to diet my entire life in order to do that. So this is where becoming intentional and really focusing on how you wanna feel is going to affect you. Okay, so now the big question. Let's say you are ready to become more intentional with protein and you're like, okay, Christy, I've tried to add protein to two out of three of my meals. I've done really well. I'm ready to move on to the next step. The next step from here would just be um, to become conscious, to become conscious of the amount of protein that you're getting and to aim for a certain amount per meal. And that's literally all you would do is you could either add it in your head, you could Google it, and it doesn't have to be precise or dead on. It's literally like a, you know, 10 grams or up type situation here. So I don't need you to be exact. I don't need you to be like perfect on the dot, just a ballpark. And I'm going to give you some different ways of doing this too in just a bit, but let's go over the most basic one. So, um, because listen, not only does protein help us with you know, building muscle, creating a really strong immune system, increasing our athletic uh, performance, um, you know, 
giving you a healthy metabolism, helps you stay fuller longer, it levels out your blood sugar levels so you don't get that like 3 p.m. crash or, you know, anything like that. It it does help keep you, um, your weight stable too because of the fact that it is metabolically expensive to digest too. So when we talk about how much protein that you need, you're going to find a whole slew of things on the internet, okay? And it's so different, even if you go to a macro calculator, you know, deciding what the split should be between 30, 40, 30, um, you know, different things like that, it, how much protein, how much fats, how much carbs, blah, 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 blah. There's oh, so many different factors that go into this. But what I'm going to tell you is that being at an active level, if you are a person who is desiring to become more intentional about protein, I would do your best to aim for, I'd say, like around 90-ish grams of protein uh, per day. So 90 grams of protein if you can, okay? So let's break that down a little bit. Let's say that we have 25 grams of protein per meal. And I'm gonna say this with caution right now because a lot of you are like, okay, even now it's a bit triggering for me. Like this is, mm -mm, even thinking about this is making me think about calories and things like that. At this point in time, I would definitely skip ahead to like the last five minutes of this podcast episode because um, this is something that I actually teach my advanced clients here. And some people are ready for this and some people aren't. I'm gonna tell you at the beginning of my journey, there's no way I would have been ready for this. I would have been like, okay, I'm gonna try it and then went right back into that restrictive mindset. So I just want you to know that if you're not here quite yet, that's totally fine. You can keep this in the back of your mind or skip to the last five minutes of this podcast. Um, but you, this is nothing that you absolutely have to do here. Okay. This is just being conscious, becoming intentional about protein. So if we're getting about 90, you know, grams of protein, and let's say it's about 25 grams of protein, uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So let's say you did, uh, intentionally add in protein at every meal, some kind of protein, whatever it was in any amount, right? Now you're ready to go up to that next level. So now if you're becoming conscious about that, well then, yeah, I might say, okay, since my breakfast has 27 grams of protein, that's, that's great. Now I just need something for lunch. Well, we talked about the deli turkey meat. Maybe I make a sandwich um, with the high fiber bread again. And yes, that's four slices of bread in one day. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, six slices of bread is okay in one day. You do you, boo. You do you. So I would just be intentional about saying, okay, about, you know, bread has about this many grams of fiber. My turkey has this many grams of that. And you know what? Shoot, I might even make a delicious um, shake with berries and kale and protein powder and milk in it and all those good things. And then that would really up my intake of protein there. And if you do that, then I would honestly maybe even just start slow and say, okay, I'm just going to focus on breakfast. I'm going to try getting 25 grams of protein in just for breakfast. Okay. And then I'm going to work on that until that becomes a habit. And then I'm going to work on lunch and say, okay, once I have the habit of uh, getting 25 grams of protein for breakfast every day, then I'm going to start adding in um, 25 grams of protein at lunch and just making that a conscious decision. And as you start working through it, you're going to start finding new protein sources. You're going to be saying, wow, avocados and broccoli actually have a ton of protein in them. Whoa, this is amazing. And then you can slowly work your way up to 25 grams of protein at dinner. Uh, and then 
From there, so 25, 25, and 25, that's 75 grams, okay? You now have 15 grams left. So that could be in snacks. That could be added on somewhere else. So, and again, the 90 grams isn't anything that you're like, okay, I need I need like five more grams or else I don't make it. It takes a while to get to this point to say, you know what? I'm okay with being at 85 grams today. Oh, wow, I hit 120 grams of protein yesterday, but today it was only 60. Like, The whole point of this is to just become intentional about it. And if it starts becoming something to where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, like this is way too triggering, then you need to take a step back. There's no shame in that whatsoever because this is a very long process, okay? This is, um, you're not the general population, all right? You're not just someone who can go on a diet. You've likely had traumatic experiences with dieting in the past and it's okay if this is triggering for you it's just that trigger tells you and it tells me that there's still some work that needs to be done and that's okay so when you eat protein you're gonna find different sources and you're gonna say okay wow this protein does better for my body than this protein like you might notice that animal proteins digest uh, easier and differently than, say, um, protein powders. Protein powders might, they actually bloat a lot of people. So, you know, for a little bit. So you might be feeling a little gassy. Um, Or even with the uh, plant-based protein, you might be feeling a little gassy there too because it likely has a little bit more fiber in it too. So I want you to just be aware of how it makes you feel, okay? And there's no wrong answer because you're just figuring it out. So if you want to become more mindful with your protein and you're like, hey, my goal is to build muscle. I really want to come to this place to where it's like, okay, I, I want to be conscious about getting 25 grams of protein in. Then you don't even have to go to my fitness pal or anything like that, okay? You can literally just look on the back of the nutrition labels or Google it and say, how much protein does um, two slices of whole wheat bread have, you know, and just go by that. You know, maybe you don't start at 25. Maybe you shoot, you know, 25 grams per meal. Maybe you shoot for 10 grams per meal. Maybe you shoot for 15 grams per meal, right? I would start slow and work your way up. Prove to yourself that you can do that and then move forward, okay? And then one more thing I want to add in that might help you, especially if you're looking to add in protein and become more conscious of building muscle and you want to get stronger at the gym, okay, is to have protein around your workouts. So um, after is is definitely great. You can do it before too if you'd like. But what this does is there is, and this is just kind of that nerd part of me, the nutrition side coming out a little bit again, but there is a nutrient timing window after strength training workouts to where your muscle is repairing because as you're working out, you're actually tearing your muscles and what you do when you sleep and eat is repair them. And what you can do within that 45 minute window after a workout, and again, this is totally debatable. If you go an hour, you didn't ruin it, Please do not take this as as gospel. Christy said this. This is literally just kind of ballparking here. But if you, let's say, you know, slam a protein shake after you work out or, or go to the gym, you know, you could say some people might be like, oh, that's really diet culture, blah, 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 blah. But also you're doing it, 
you know, kind of reframing it, you can reframe that whole thing in a way of saying, no, this is going to actually help repair my muscles immediately so that they, they can strengthen back up for tomorrow's session or whatever it might be. Okay. This is a form of self-care. If your goal is to get stronger, then you're going to want to take you know, most of the the precautions and you're going to want to take most of the advantages that you can using science, using nutrition, using facts with still being balanced and going out there. So again, you're going to notice that this is working for you um, as you're getting stronger. You know, notice how does it feel going into a workout without eating. I know if I went into a workout without eating, oh my gosh, I would do terrible. It would be awful. I need to eat before I go work out. Um, and again, that's only going to help you rebuild and fuel your muscles and fuel your workout too. And then I would also like after my workout, I would drink a shake or something like that. So this is totally up to you. You can eat after you work out. You can do some deli turkey meat, whatever you want to do, get in that protein. It's not anything you have to do though. And if it feels forced, then I would not do it because again, this is only going to lead to worse things down the road. So I would definitely just work on right now, feeling out what works for you. Okay. And bottom line, eat protein when you can. Okay, if you can add it in and it's going to taste good to you, it's something that you're going to enjoy and you're not going to have to choke it down, then do that. Okay, and remember to keep adding. Do not subtract from this. Okay, and all the other stuff is here for you to become more mindful about the power of protein. Everything we talked about is just to give you an idea of what it does and to help you realize really just how incredible your body is. And if you want to challenge yourself with this more, you can, but master the basics before you move on. Okay. This is so important because a lot of this might be triggering for some of you. And for some of you, you might be ready for it. So Here's a couple, I'm going to definitely leave you with a couple more options besides tracking. You know, even if it's tracking just your protein, it can be, it can be difficult to do. And for a lot of us, it can actually be very triggering. So something you can do as well is to use a food picture journal app like 8, it's A-T-E, that's an app called 8. And what it does is you don't record like anything about your meal other than a picture. Like you literally just take a picture of your meal and um, you post up photos, okay? The next thing you can do is to just become intentional about adding in protein, a protein source of any kind in any amount to your plate. Um, the next thing you can do too is to add fish or seafood to your meals three times per week. So maybe one night you're like, I'm going to have shrimp one night. Like it's going to be one night's going to be in pasta. You know, the next week it's going to be in shrimp tacos and, you know, have a shrimp night or a fish night on Friday, whatever it is, have shrimp night and then Tuesdays and then fish night on Fridays, right? Whatever it is. And then have, you know, a canned tuna, whatever the hell sandwich or bowl or something for lunch. So getting that in three times a week is really going to help you. Um, if you're confused about how much, uh, protein is in meat, uh, something you can do is to just use your fist as a measuring tool, because that's, I'd say about 20 ish grams of protein right there. Um, if you were to get a, um, chicken breast be about 20 grams of protein in your fist. So 
that's about the size of it. The next thing you can do is to add dairy, like cheese, yogurt, uh, cottage cheese. Um, you know, you could add that to oats. You can just eat yogurt out of a cup. It's freaking amazing, right? Um, you can also add in for snacks like jerky or add in nuts to your salads or nuts to wraps or just eat a handful of nuts. Um, legumes, hard-boiled eggs, you know, keep that in your snack repertoire. Uh, another option is to choose high fiber bread like we talked about, high fiber anything and carbohydrates, high fiber carbohydrates because they often have a lot of protein in them. Um, the next thing to think about is again to use cow's milk or lactose free brand like Fairlife because even 2% has a really great amount of protein in it. Um, peanut butter. Peanut butter is a great source of protein to add to your toast, to add to sweet potato or to add to your oatmeal. Um, and again, to think about adding in protein powder to your shakes, uh, to your oats, to use a protein shake as your milk for cereal, or to simply just drink it, right? With a snack or after a workout. And the next thing you can do is to really just eat more vegetables. You know, some vegetables like spinach, artichokes, potatoes, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts have an incredible high amount of protein content in them, okay? And same goes for fruits. Fruits like guavas, avocados, blackberries, kiwis, apricots have a higher amount of protein than most fruits too. So by even just uptaking, hey, I'm going to eat this piece of pizza, but maybe I am going to have the salads and I'm going to keep the beets on there and I'm going to keep the avocados or whatever it is. Um, I'm going to add the feta cheese in there because that's going to add more protein to it, right? Add, 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 never subtract. And again, if you aren't triggered by looking at nutrition labels, then look up a certain food on Google like we talked about or just shoot for... Um, you know, 10 to 20 grams per meal, then wake your, make your way up to 15, you know, and then keep going up from there. And if you want to do more from there, try to shoot for five to 10 grams of protein per snack. You know, a lot of times you could just look at the back, see, oh, this has five grams of protein in it. It's a great snack. Perfect. Wonderful. Done. You know, you don't have to check anything off. You don't have to add up your protein grams. You know, just say for each meal, I'm going to try and shoot for about 15 to 20 grams of protein. And you don't have to do anything from there. You don't have to track it. You don't have to add it. You don't have to do anything. Just say, this is what my focus is right now. And um, like I said, if that is too triggering for you, then I would rather you just say, I'm just going to be intentional about adding any source of protein in, in any amount into my meal. And... Uh, yeah, that's hopefully really helpful for you because you can become intentional about, about your food, about what you eat. And I understand that it is triggering to go back to, um, you know, counting macros or doing anything like that. And you're worried about it, which I get it. It's very scary, very scary to do, especially, you know, it took me a while to even buy things that said keto approved or whatever on it at the grocery store, because I'm like, oh my God, am I involving myself into diet culture? Um, or even buying the, uh, real good foods. If you guys have ever heard of those, it's in the frozen section. Um, it's like bacon wrapped chicken and it's frozen and all you do, it's like filled with cheesy goodness. You put it in the, um, in the oven and it's like, I add rice and, uh, and like green beans to it, canned green beans or something like that. And that's like a great meal on the go. I buy the real good foods things all the time because there's a ton of protein in them. And it took me a while to do that because on the box it's, you know, low carb, you know, paleo approved, da da da. And I'm like, you know, I can still 
be mindful of taking care of myself without interacting with diet culture, right? And it's your choice if you want to do that. But I personally, I still use a lot of the tactics I used from my bodybuilding days because it was a lot of protein, 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 protein. Like there were times when I would um, intake 300 grams of protein per day. Like I have in, in every amount up to 300 grams of protein per day. Like that was insane. That was a lot. That was too much, you know? And um, now it's like, I feel like I have a really good balance of it because I'm not forceful, but I'm intentional about it, which there's a huge difference with that. One involves a rule and the other is a value, which is why I always preach have food values over food rules. My value is that I always want protein on on all of my plates. I always want something green on all of my plates, right? Or uh, if not, then I like to have a fruit or a vegetable with it. So that's a value that I've grown into though. It's something that didn't happen overnight and it sure as hell didn't happen within the first you know time I tried intuitive eating. Um, but it's something that eventually stuck with me as I kept putting in the mental reps and kept trying and trying. And I kept looking at each meal as a new opportunity. So, um, I hope that this helped you. I hope that this gave you some insight of how to become intentional. Uh, and just know that if you need to take a step back from it, uh, by all means, there's no rules here. You can make up your own rules. You can literally do anything you want. And you get to do what feels right for you. And that is the best form of health you will ever give yourself. So my friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, If this episode helped you, please give this podcast a five-star review because this will help reach more people. And of course, as usual, I have all of the links, uh, resources, and in the show notes below. And I will have a uh, link to a free build your plate PDF that I have out right now. And if you are interested in working with me, by all means, click the link below and just check it out. See what you think about it because if you are having trouble, if you're struggling, if you need structure, if you need guidance through this journey, I am the one to do it. And I am tooting my own horn here, but my clients are the shit. And I swear, every time I meet someone and we work together, it's like we were just, it was kismet. Like we were meant to become this awesome family with Intuitively Strong. So um, thank you so much for being here. You guys are the absolute best part of my day and I cannot wait to see you again soon. All right, until next time, my friends. Intuitively Strong, out.